This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we are talking about pediatric chiropractic care. And and I want to tell you right now, my mind was blown by this conversation with Dr. Sheena Lee. I knew that pediatric chiropractic care could help with a couple of things, but I didn't fully understand it until she went through the explanation of how really amazing this kind of support is. What I really think is awesome about this conversation is you're going to hear how babies, infants from birth can be supported with difficulties of colic, reflux, breastfeeding issues, tongue ties, lip ties, and so many other things really. And we know if you've ever seen a mom or you were a mom who had a baby with any of these challenges, how heartbreaking it is to see the babies go through all of this, but how heart-wrenching it is for us and how much anxiety it might produce for us to have our babies go through this stuff. We're losing sleep, we're getting stressed out. And the kind of support that Dr. Sheena talks about is that once the baby gets the help that they need, the parents feel relief too. This episode for me was really just so educational, and I don't know, I just wish that everyone had access to chiropractic care, as you will hear. Dr. Sheena is a family chiropractor serving babies, kiddos, pregnant mamas, and growing families. She has extensive pediatric and prenatal training through the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, additional training to serve kiddos with neurodevelopmental challenges, and is also a trained birth doula. She's on a mission to elevate the consciousness of her community about what it means to be truly healthy from the inside out, what it means to make empowered choices, and what it means to feel deeply connected. Why? Because as a teen, she struggled tremendously and felt disconnected from everyone, including herself, and felt trapped in her own body. A visit to a chiropractor drastically changed things around for her, and looking back now, she knows that she was ultimately reconnected back to her body and set free. 
Things have come full circle for her because she is now a chiropractor and passionate about taking care of babies and children so that they can thrive from the very beginning of their life and not experience the same struggles that she experienced. Dr. Sheena practices at Vibrant Health Family Chiropractic in San Dimas, California, a space of healing dedicated to serving families so that they may shine vibrantly from the inside out. You guys are going to learn so much. I learned so much, and I hope this is information that you can use. If not for you, please pass this along to someone else. It's really great. So let's meet Dr. Sheena. Welcome, Dr. Sheena. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to talking with you because I think you're going to give so much relief and answer so many questions to a lot of moms who are suffering and who have a lot of babies who seem to be suffering from various different issues. And to know that you are out there helping people to like regain sleep and sanity is something I think everyone needs to know about. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what is chiropractic care for kids and babies? So chiropractic care for kids and babies is definitely a whole lot different compared to your typical adult adjustment. So lots of people, when they think about chiropractic care, they think back pain, neck pain, headaches, that sort of thing, right? But when it comes to kids and especially babies and toddlers, what we're seeing a lot is stuff like immune suppression, growth and development, helping with emotional behavior regulation, helping with things like reflux and colic. So a lot of the times babies are under, you know, some sort of physical stress due to the birth trauma that mom went through and just being in the belly for the last eight, nine months, right? So because of the stress of all that, they tend, their nervous system tends to get stuck with that stress too. And when baby is out, you know, experiencing day-to-day life, they seem to be experiencing lots of stress and tension in their body. And what happens is that the body starts to express these different symptoms. So it's really common and we see things like colic and reflux and gas pain and trouble latching, trouble nursing, all sorts of things. And what it comes back down to is just how the nervous system is adapting and how much stress is in their system. Hmm. That's like so fascinating. I feel like you might be a magician. I think (laughs) a lot of people say that they're like, what did you do? Like my baby is sleeping now. It's like, I don't know. You know, it worked. Yeah, we're doing is working. But what do you do? So how is it different? Because when people, you're right, people think of chiropractic, they think of like bones cracking and all this stuff. Right. And and you tell someone you're going to take your baby to a chiropractor and they're like, no, you're not touching my baby. Exactly. And it's not that at all. So just to kind of give some context about what an adjustment actually looks like or maybe Uh even feels like. Yeah. So it's about the same amount of pressure that you would use to poke your own eyeball. It's about that much pressure. So even like think about checking like the ripeness of a tomato. It often looks like we're not doing very much. So it's just our fingertips touching them. Oftentimes babies fall asleep during the adjustment or they stay asleep during the adjustment. Usually they'll start like crying and then as we adjust them, they finally go into peace or they become like a limp little noodle because they're mm-hmm. finally comfortable and they're not stuck with all that stress. So yeah, it's nothing like an adult adjustment at all. But all along the spine and same, yeah. same kind of pathways, but just different modality. Exactly. So we're assessing the spine just like we do in adults. But what we tend to focus on with babies, especially, is just paying attention to the upper part of the neck. So 
right where their head is, that first bone in their neck, as well as the lower portion of their low back. That's where we tend to see lots of stress. And this is often just associated with the way that they were stuck in utero, how they were birthed into the world. And just depending on if they had any strains like breech presentation or stuff like that, that's where we tend to see most of the stress in babies and kiddos. Okay. So, I mean, that you can then go in and use gentle touch. Is that essentially what it is? Like some kind of gentle touch or manipulation to help relieve some of that? Right, exactly. So something that I also do in my practice that's just a little bit different is I utilize something called the Insight Nervous System Scans. And this helps me, it's just like a little rolling thermal that we roll along baby's spine and it just helps to pick up where stress is in their system. Not all chiropractors utilize equipment like this, but it's something that I do use that helps me to just visually and objectively see where that stress is so that when I then go to feel how baby is feeling, you know, I'll gently assess the spine. I'll also move around the legs and the head just to see how much mobility baby has. It Mm -hmm. often correlates with the scans too. And then a lot of the time, you know, especially babies who have like nursing issues, you can really see like where the tension is stuck in their neck. So it's very obvious. And yeah, we do use um, gentle touch. So again, it just looks like we're resting our fingertips on the baby. It's very gentle pressure. There's no twisting, no cracking. None of those things are happening. Or sometimes we use a tool called an activator. And it basically just looks like a little tool that has a little impulse at the end of it. And that's done over our fingertips. So it's very, very gentle pressure. Again, there's no cracking, no weird sounds that are happening when we adjust babies. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Okay. 
All right. So thank you for establishing. I want to get that out of the way so that people can listen to how it's going to be helpful because, you know, I imagine people thinking like, yeah, you're not going to crack my baby's bones. That's not what's happening. Not at all. Okay, great. All right. So you listed quite a few things that chiropractic care can be helpful for. Before we get into all of those details, how young are your youngest patients? So my youngest patient that I saw was about six weeks old. So this mom, I actually took care of her throughout her entire pregnancy. So she understood the importance of chiropractic care, especially early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, I even know some colleagues who have gone to the hospital and adjusted immediately after birth. Mm-hmm. So it can be done immediately. Okay. Wow. It's super safe. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also assuming that as soon as you notice something's going on, the the better it is to get them in quickly? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Better to get it. This is why I like taking care of babies is because we can, you know, get them on that right foundation to wellness at the beginning of life rather than trying to get rid of like a sickness later on. So we can start immediately and make sure that they're on the right path. Cool. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things that are very specifically impactful for moms who are stressed out who are dealing potentially with anxiety or depression. And that is the three top things, feeding issues, reflux, and colic. Mm -hmm. So if we can go through those like one by one to kind of explain how chiropractic care can help those conditions. Sure. So a lot of the time people will see these three different things or even other symptoms. So like the feeding, the reflux, and the colic, they all appear to be unrelated, right? Like to the outsider, they seem unrelated. But to a pediatric chiropractor, what we focus on is the nervous system. And it's the nervous system that connects these three things. So for those people who don't know what the nervous system is, it's known as the master controller of the body. So it controls all function of every single organ, gland, cell, and tissue. So whenever there's any amount of stress in the body, So this can look like physical stress from birth because even there have been studies in the past that have shown that in approximately 90% of cases, even in really intervention-free and smooth deliveries, like the most woo-woo water bath delivery ever, there's (laughs) still going to be stress in the upper part of the neck. And then there's also chemical stress, you know, from mom's diet, toxins in the environment, all sorts of things. And then emotional stress. So if mom had stress during pregnancy, any fear or anxiety leading up to it during the birthing process, all these things can negatively affect baby's nervous system. So depending on how much there is, their nervous system can be stuck in that stress mode. So when the nervous system is stuck in that stress mode, then the stress mode is known as the sympathetic part of the nervous system, which is also called fight or flight. So when the stress is stuck in their bodies, then they're kind of fighting or flighting for their life. So they're not able to, you know, do the things that we often think of that are like a restful, right? They can't rest. They aren't digesting. They're getting uh, constantly Mm. sick, you know, so, or they even visibly look uncomfortable. They're not having regular bowel movements, all those sorts of things. So that's just the reason why there's trouble with feeding, with reflux and colic is because there's just so much stress in the system that the body isn't able to tap into that resting and digesting part of the nervous system called the parasympathetic. Huh. So you could potentially be addressing all three of these things by doing the same type of support. Exactly. So this makes me think of a patient that I recently had. So she was about eight weeks old coming in and mom complained about all three. So feeding, so she wasn't able to latch on the left breast 
as easily as the right side. She was also spitting up constantly and crying all throughout the night. Couldn't sit in her car seat for more than a minute without screaming her little head off. So yeah, so through a course of care, I about a month or two, and now she's on wellness care. So we see her very sporadically just to make sure that she's doing okay. But after that month or two of care, all three things resolved. There's like still a tiny bit of things going on with feeding, but everything got resolved at the same time because we're addressing that master controller, that nervous system, getting rid of that stress that's in her body. Wow. Yeah, that's magic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) For for any mom or dad or parent out there who has lost years of sleep, trying to, you know, trying to figure out and attend to their child, this could change a lot of things for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember meeting mom, mom and dad came together at the very first appointment. And dad was kind of just like, you know, head down, kind of lethargic, like he's lost lots of sleep. Mom is like, what am I doing wrong? I tried everything. I tried the bouncing. I tried different nursing techniques. We've tried going back and forth to baby. Who's going to be the one who's taking care of her in the middle of the night, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And they feel so hopeless because it seems like everything they're doing is wrong. Or they talk to friends and they say, you know, oh, it's okay. This is normal. Or they go to a pediatrician and they just say, to wait it out. But in their mom gut, they know that it's not normal for their baby to be screaming and in pain and, you know, tense. So by addressing the baby symptoms, we're really addressing mom and dad and the whole family unit. Like the family unit is just so much more at ease because baby is at ease. Yeah, absolutely. I'm coming specifically from like the mental health of the parents that I just hear so often that people feel out of options when mm-hmm. it comes to this, that, you know, their doctors say, well, we don't really know what colic is and they'll get better in a couple of months. But in the meantime, there's like some, the baby's suffering, the parents are suffering. And what the work that you do seems to be one potential really good source of relief for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish so many more people knew about this, which is why I'm so glad that you uh, wanted to talk to me about this. So like we can spread the message. So it restores hope for so many moms out there Mm -hmm. who are just frustrated with, you know, what, what's going on with their little baby. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing this. And I want to give you, you know, in your practice, you know, of any other things that you've seen a chiropractic care help infants with that would be good for moms and parents to know about? Okay. So there's a whole host of things that we are really great at helping. Because remember, chiropractic isn't so much about resolving a symptom. It's about Mm -hmm. making sure the nervous system is functioning optimally, right? So if the nervous system is functioning optimally, we know again that it's going to help with things like reflux and colic and nursing, but it's also a really, really effective way of addressing ear infections, constipation, bedwetting, growing pains, even ADHD and sensory processing disorders uh, a little bit later on uh, when they're like older and as they're going through growth and development. So a lot of these different things that we can really help kids make sure that they're, you know, living optimally and not so stressed. Hmm. Okay. So the things like constipation would be that same nervous system thing where their bodies are able to rest into the natural flow that it's supposed to be in. Right, exactly. So if you think about the nervous system, it's kind of like a freeway 
or a roadmap, right? So in our spine, every single bone that you feel, there's a nerve that's associated with it. And that nerve goes to a specific organ, gland, cell, or tissue. So just say, for instance, a kiddo who has constipation or even bedwetting issues, we tend to see lots of problems going down in the lower back. So the scans that I use at the office or other doctors, they might feel around in their spine and notice that there's tension in the lower portion of their back. And the nerves associated there go to the bladder, go to the stomach, go to the lower portion of the GI. So you can just think about other various areas of the spine, you know, in the upper back, these go to the lungs, in the neck, it goes to the eyes and ears, nose and throat. So these are kids who have like congestion, constant allergies, lots of ear infections. So this is how the nervous system is controlling everything because each bone is going to be associated with a very specific nerve. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is like a whole new world. <laughs> In terms of relief, I mean, yeah. there's so many things. The, the brain stem, the spine is connected to everything. Right. And it's especially important in babies and toddlers because the most vital growth and development that they're doing in terms of their brain and nervous system is from like six months to two years old. So, you know, how, like you said earlier, you know, a lot of people will say, just wait it out for a couple of months. But it's like they really don't have those couple of months to spare because this is the most vital time where those neurons are being developed, where their brain is literally developing. So, if they're developing with a bunch of stress in their system because all of these things are going on, then what does that potentially do to the growth and development of the baby, right? It could manifest into other symptoms later on, you know? So that's, yeah. that's kind of, that's why it's so important to address it really early on. So like for a parent who has a new baby who's clearly dealing with you know, colic, like crying all the time, or there's reflux that's happening all the time, or there's very clear breastfeeding issues, maybe it would make it be a little bit more clear that they could come in and get help from services like yours. But what about stuff that isn't so clear? Like how would a parent know that it would be a good idea to bring their baby in if it wasn't a very clear issue? You know, that's a really, really good question. It's one that I don't necessarily identify with because I'm not a parent myself, but I would say that you have to trust your mom or your dad gut. You know, if your gut is telling you that something is not quite right and you've already gone to the pediatrician and they've given you an answer that you're not happy with, and it's not just because like you don't agree with what they're saying, but you know in your gut something is not quite right, it's time to look at another avenue, especially a more holistic one that doesn't require interventions. Because again, we want to get to the root of it right away so that it doesn't become this perfect storm of other things later on. So it's better to seek care and then not need it because it isn't actually a problem than to seek care when it's too late. Mm, yeah, that's really sound advice. It makes perfect sense. Right. So I guess depending on what's going on for the child, it's going to be case by case basis on how long it's going to take them to see this, these benefits. Yeah. yeah. Or are they yes. starting to see benefits pretty quickly in treatment? I tend to see that babies do see results relatively quickly only because they don't have a whole lot of stress to deal with like we do as adults. It is very much a case-by-case basis because as I take time to connect with mom and dad, it's really important for me to understand how pregnancy went, even like preconception, how labor and delivery went because the more stress, the more interventions that were used, the more traumatic, you know, the more stress that mom had, the harder 
it can often be to help these kiddos. So the more stress tends to prolong the care, and it also depends on baby's age. So the younger they are, they tend to see results faster because, again, they aren't dealing with it for such a long period of time. Let's say, again, somebody just had a baby, things seem relatively okay. Do you recommend people bringing in babies just for well visits just to make sure things are cool? Yes, absolutely. So that brought like such a huge smile onto my face. Oh. So something that I do at my practice for the pregnant moms that I take care of, baby's first checkup is completely on me because it's so important that baby is just checked right from birth just to make sure. Oftentimes, babies don't even need an adjustment. It's just to check and make sure things are okay because again, better to be safe you know, than for something to brew later on and turn into something. So I always advise moms who have just given birth, even if things seem okay, just bring baby in. Doesn't mean we have to adjust them. We're just going to give them a check and make sure that everything feels and looks normal. That's beautiful. That's just part of what you do for the prenatal care of the mother is to have a first session for the baby just to check them out. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. That's taking (laughs) care of the mom and the baby. That's, I mean, I mean, you're taking care of baby too when mom's pregnant. That's a unit there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I'm curious then to see from what you see in your practice, as you see a baby improving and feeling better, what do you see in really in the mom or the parent as well in terms of how they're doing? So the one thing that I notice most commonly with the parents who do come here is that they just seem to be so much more confident through the process of their baby's care. Because in the beginning, there's lots of doubts if they were doing the parenting thing right, if they were breastfeeding correctly, if they were soothing their baby at night correctly. And they often put a lot of blame on themselves, like they're not doing something right. But when they come to an office like this or you know other offices that do similar things, and they find out that there was a physical block preventing their child from expressing that perfect health, then they know that someone can resolve it. And as it becomes resolved and baby's more healthy, then they realize that it wasn't their fault, that they aren't doing anything wrong, that they just needed a little bit of outside support. And that's what I love doing is making sure that these parents don't feel like that they're at fault, that they feel more empowered, that they feel more hopeful, that they feel more confident as well. Yeah, that's magic again and music (laughs) to my ears because you're right. I'm just thinking of the moms and partners and parents who come in to meet with me and from the mental health perspective, this kind of stress is like unrelenting. It's a problem to solve. And then also if you do have a baby who's, you know, they're not feeding as well as you'd like, or they have colic or they have reflux, then the worry about how their child is doing kind of takes over. So then we're dealing with anxiety, we're dealing with feelings of failure, like you mentioned, which can often come with depression. And wow, to know that there's a potential solution and that it's not because of some failing on the part of the parent and that there's something that you can actually do to relieve this and help your baby grow and be healthy is such a huge piece of the puzzle to me. Mm -hmm, Totally, which is why I love my job so much because it's amazing to see these babies transform and then also to see the moms and dads just feel so much better about this new role as they transition through parenthood. Right, right. That's beautiful. What other kinds of things do you see in your practice that become problematic for babies or parents? Okay, so something I've been noticing lately in my practice is that a lot of babies are coming or are born with something called a tongue or a lip tie. Now, oftentimes what parents are noticing is that these babies aren't breastfeeding really well, or there's like that really 
pokey feeling at the nipple or there's lots of biting because they can't get a good latch. And oftentimes it's because of a tongue or a lip tie. Now it can prevent lots of things so that they aren't breastfeeding well. They're not getting the nourishment that they need, but it also affects their spine because the tongue is connected to the cranial bones and your cranial bones are connected to the rest of your spine. So all these different things will again put a lot of stress to the nervous system and these babies will constantly be the ones who have the colic and the reflex as well. Now, a lot of times, like that first line of defense is to bring baby to a lactation consultant because a lot of the time mom is thinking that she isn't breastfeeding well, right, or is something that they need to improve the latch. So usually these moms, they tend to say, like, we've gone to the lactation consultant. It didn't really help. Like, it helped a tiny bit, but something still isn't quite right. Now, usually after this, they'll get referred next to is the pediatric dentist who will oftentimes, you know, do a laser or will cut for a revision just to decrease the amount of tension that's on the tongue. Now that will a lot of the time help to solve the, like the breastfeeding issue. So there'll be a little bit more balance on both breasts, you know, and not so much that poking and biting. But a lot of the times, even after a procedure like that, baby still isn't totally relaxed and isn't able to latch as well as they could. So then kind of like that third line of defense is someone like me, a pediatric chiropractor, where again, we'll look into the history, see how things are, and then notice that even after the tongue and the lip tie is is revised, that there's still a lot of tension in their cranial bones and in their spine. So a pediatric certified chiropractor, one who's done lots of training, will know how to do cranial work. So this is, again, it's very gentle. Again, we're just putting our fingertips along various parts of their cranium on their head to make sure that their bones are not overlapped, that they're working nice and smoothly, that they're opening and closing as they should because these bones move. And then also doing work in the palate to make sure that the tongue is working the way that it should be. And again, addressing the spine to decrease the amount of tension and the stress that's in their system. So by resolving all these different things and working on the cranium and the spine, we can assure that the nervous system is working optimally and also to ensure that, you know, the structural components of the spine and the cranium are functioning well so that the tongue is moving appropriately and then breastfeeding becomes much easier. That's so cool. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's like my mind is sort of blown right now by all of it. It makes so much sense hearing it from you that like, oh yeah, of course, like everyone should do this. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Oh my gosh. I wish this was available to everybody. It really would help so many people. Me too. I wish it was available to everyone. It makes so much sense. As you were kind of walking through the the cranial bones and then the palate and how all of this works together. It's just like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That, of course this helps. Yeah. Wow. I'm curious though. There are not a ton of pediatric chiropractors, right? There aren't really. Yeah, okay. there aren't. So how do you find a pediatric chiropractor? What do you look for? So one good resource that you can go to is icpa4kids.com and you can look for a chiropractor there. Oftentimes the ones who are listed on that directory will be someone who knows how to work with children. Mm-hmm. Also, another good thing that you can do is say you're like Googling a chiropractor and you're curious if they work with kids. A lot of the times like their website will be a dead giveaway. So if you look at my website, there's nothing about pain. There's none of that. 
it's all mom centric. It's uh-huh. features lots of kids. So that tends to be a really good giveaway if the office actually takes care of babies and kids. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. So you have specific training. This isn't mm-hmm. all chiropractors. No, not at all. So this is like very little of this is taught in school. So this is all outside training. This is something that chiropractors do specifically to get specialty training through so that they see tons of kids and babies. Otherwise, most chiropractors, they tend to see, you know, the typical adult in who's in pain and they aren't necessarily trained in the same type of techniques as uh, trained chiropractors are. Okay. And since you work with kids and babies, you also work a lot with pregnant women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of goes hand in hand. Yep, exactly. You caught my attention with the sensory processing stuff. This isn't necessarily relate to infants, but maybe it does. I don't know. How do you help with sensory processing disorders? Okay. So again, this goes back to the entire nervous system thing, right? So something I do want to mention is a lot of people say, this is like my most dreaded phrase that I hear from people is, oh, I'll just wait for them to grow out of it. And that phrase actually doesn't make any sense. It's not true at all. So you think that a kid grows out of something, but what really happens is they grow into it. That becomes their new normal, right? So you can kind of think about it as like stress. So on a scale of zero to 10, we Mm -hmm. deal with a certain level of stress. Mm -hmm. So maybe this baby, you know, who has colic and reflux right now has a stress like two out of 10, right? Mm -hmm. Just because of the birthing process and all that kind of stuff. 
But if you just wait and see and it doesn't really get resolved, the baby kind of grows into that new pattern. Now, their ability to adapt doesn't go all the way back down to a zero. It goes back down to a two. So they're constantly operating at a small form of stress out of a two. And then as they grow older, these are typically the kiddos that I see who then now develop constipation, who then, this is kind of like going down the line. This is very common, what we see. So I can kind of walk you down the line of what most parents say. So usually it first presents as colic and sleep issues. Then it tends to become reflux and constipation. Then it turns into ear infections. Then ear infections turn into respiratory infections. Then respiratory infections turn into allergies and eczema and all these other challenges. And then later down the line, we see these motor and speech delays. So the motor and speech delays didn't just come from nowhere. The neurodevelopmental challenges like the ADHD and the sensory processing, it's because all of these little things start to stack up And now these kids are operating constantly out of a state of stress. So if there's a whole lot of stress, then what happens is that the nervous system and the body isn't able to adapt. So they're constantly operating out of stress mode. So if you can imagine, it's like as an adult, we kind of have tools to get ourselves out of this mode or, you know, we have things that we can do to talk ourselves out of it, but Uh kids don't. So the only way they can get rid of energy is by acting like crazy little people, right? Uh, So their internal environment has to match their external environment. That's just how the body works. So internally, there's a lot of disconnection, a lot of chaos, a lot of stress. So what you see externally through their behavior is chaos, disconnection, stress. So that's what I tend to see with a lot of these kids. And this is also something that I'm super passionate about taking care of. I see lots of those type of kiddos in my office and they see amazing results just like babies. And like what ages? This is typically five to seven-year-olds is who I usually see. Mm. And then sometimes the sensory stuff, I tend to see a little bit younger, around three to four. So you said motor and speech delays. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I hadn't just heard this from you, I wouldn't say like, oh, my kid has motor and speech delays. I'm going to go to a chiropractor. Right. It's not intuitive in the sense that we're not conditioned to think about it in that way. Right. Yeah. But again, my mind is blown. Like you can't see me, (laughs) but my mouth is on the ground. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. It makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. And that's always something that parents tell me too. It's like after their initial consultation, because most parents, when they come here, they're a little confused as why they're here. They don't know why they've done their Googling and some weird person told them to try the chiropractor. So they're finally here. So there's a lot of like hesitation, (laughs) you know, they're often sitting in the back of their chair, like not fully engaged because they don't get it. But then I tell them about the nervous system and they're like, holy crap, that makes so much sense. Right. And then they tend to see great results, you know, because again, the nervous system is that master controller. All we're doing is bringing it back to a state of balance so that they're literally not fighting against their own body. So if they're not fighting against their own body, they're in more of a state of balance and then they can deal with their environment better. They can perceive their environment better. They can, you know, just be a normal, happy, healthy kid. Wow. Okay. I feel like this is crucial. Um, It is. It's so crucial. I wish there were more of you (laughs) all over the place. I'm just thinking like, I don't know really typically how long a, like a number of sessions people come to meet with you, but I'm thinking the sooner they come, the less sessions they have to come, definitely depending on the issue. But wow, like my perspective on 
mental health is that if like, if we can catch it in the beginning, if we can make sure mom is good, dad is good, baby is good, like the new family is in a state of, you know, harmony or wellness or whatever, and that looks different for everybody, then we're preventing a bunch of stuff down the line. And what you're telling me is chiropractic care is the same. Yes, exactly. And I never thought about that. Literally, this is an education to me and I love, I'm like super excited about what you do. Yeah. So I often equate, I mean, I can even make the same analogy for like mental health too. So Mm -hmm. the analogy I love to use is, you know, it's like going to the gym. So say initially your goal was to lose 20 pounds and then after three or four months, you finally lose the 20 pounds. But what do you do to maintain the 20 pounds? You don't just burn your shoes and never go to the gym again, right? (laughs) There's like an element of wellness and maintenance that you have to do to make sure that you don't gain the 20 pounds back so that you stay healthy. So the earlier that you can get rid of those 20 pounds and maintain it through a healthy lifestyle, removing stress, the easier it is to maintain that sense of wellness later on. So there aren't other issues that come up later. Wow. I mean, this is like a really powerful tool for people. I'm so really thinking about so many moms come in and are just at their wits end, trying everything. They have lost so much sleep to try and figure out how to take care of their child and their child needs a lot of extra care because, you know, the kid's really clearly uncomfortable and having a hard time keeping food down and all of this stuff. It seems... Like there's just so much relief available to mom and baby going, and I don't mean to leave dads out, mom, baby, birthing person, parent, grandparent, whoever is taking (laughs) care of this child and the child are, everyone's getting relief by attending to really just some fundamental basic, just how the body is functioning. Right. Exactly. So cool. So cool. Super cool. (laughs) Super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I'm, that you're geeking out. I am. I'm, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm making all of these like connections to right? my mind yes. about how important this is. Mm-hmm. Literally until us talking, I had no idea about really the depths of it. I was like, oh, cool. We're going to talk about how to help, you know, babies not have reflux and colic yeah. and help with breastfeeding. Like That's important. But there are these other really foundational ties here that just mm-hmm. are mind blowing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, very cool. Thank you so much, Dr. Sheena, for coming on and sharing all of this with us. I don't know if everybody else's mind is blown, but mine sure is. And I hope that this gives people another avenue of healing that they can access and find relief. Yeah, I'm super excited that you had me on. And I'm so thrilled to be sharing this with moms and dads out there so that they can finally have some peace, you know, so that their family is healthy and happy together. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. Whoa, what do you guys think about all of that? I don't know, man. That was a lot, a lot of great information for me. And I am genuinely super excited about all of these possibilities for families to get relief. It just makes so much sense to me. If you guys would like to get connected with Dr. Sheena, you can find her on Instagram at Dr. Sheena Lee. Her website, getvibranthealth.com, you can find a link to some events. And she's having some free webinars that explain how chiropractic care is helpful for babies, some about milestones and some about ADHD and sensory processing issues and how chiropractic care can help that. So go check that out. There's some coming up in January and she has new stuff coming up frequently. And you can also find her on Facebook at Sandy Miss Chiropractor where you'll also see those webinar events posted. If you're interested in looking for a 
pediatric chiropractor, that website that she mentioned, icpa4kids.com is where you'd go to look for that. And I really hope that everyone hears that takeaway message that it's not you. Sometimes there are these mechanical things that we can get help for, for our kiddos and stop blaming ourselves that we're constantly doing something wrong. I just think there's so much benefit in looking into this as a resource and seeing how it could benefit you as well. If this is your first time joining us on the Mom and Mind podcast, please subscribe and share this really with anyone you think could benefit from this information. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and wherever you listen to podcasts. So glad you could join us today. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.